BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Let the word go forth. Fool me once. Are you fired up? I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame on, shame on you. <laughs> it's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, hosted by Ben Kissel. Boom, you can't get fooled again. Hey, what's up, everyone? How you doing? Ben Kissel here, hanging out with Travis Irvine. Oh, hey, Ben. And Fernando. Hi, Ben. Thank you all so much for listening. We have another fantastic episode for you. We're going to discuss media. Woo, fun. Indeed, Don Lemon, he had some interesting things to say about Nikki Haley and her age. Also, in private media, internet media, Project Veritas, Ooh. it's lost their number one leader in wow. James O'Keefe. Wow. We're going to discuss that. And then naturally, Ingram, Hannity, and Tucker, they knew what they were doing as they were spreading lies and misinformation in order for them to hold on to that audience that Newsmax wanted to take. <laughs> right. So we're going to get into that. Plus war. Ah, oh, my goodness. It continues to happen. The one year anniversary and this relationship's going strong. <laughs> Isn't that no. nice? No. They've lasted longer than most millennial relationships. Hey-o. Naturally, they are killing each other. We're going to discuss <laughs> what's going on with Russia, Ukraine, Xi Jinping visiting Moscow, Joe Biden visiting oh, no. Kiev. Yeah. Real interesting things happening on an international level. But before all of that, let's come back to America and discuss what's going on in East Palestine, Ohio, the place of one of the worst chemical spills, certainly in Ohio's history. Oh, yeah. And definitely in America's as well. One of the things that you are rewarded with when your town is devastated and you can no longer drink the water is a visit from all the local politicians and even Donald Trump himself. Woohoo! Isn't that exciting? They show up just when you don't want to fucking look at them. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right when you're real pissed at about. Everything's happening. Thirsty. Very, very thirsty. Oh, thirsty for parched. Yes. Exactly. So Donald Trump, he visited Ohio. He was uh, discussing uh, what his thoughts were on the East Palestine toxic train derailment. Believe it or not, he wasn't in favor of it, although that could have gone either way. Sure. <laughs> so he was showing up and then on a local level, on a much more powerful level, of course, local politicians, specifically the governor Mike DeWine showed up in East Palestine with a bunch of his cronies and stooges and the mayor of East Palestine, who I think is in way over his head. And I'm not going to demonize him in the same way I'll demonize DeWine, because I think he just thought he was going to have this honorary position and then get free drinks at Suds or wherever (laughs) the hell they go to drink. He's a small town mayor. Yeah, they're not meant for this. No, he even said as much. He's like, I wasn't built for this. (laughs) Oh, poor guy. So Mike DeWine pulling in, uh, channeling his inner Barack Obama when Obama went to Flint. 
Flint during the Flint uh, water crisis that's still going on, by the way, said the water here is fine. Let's all have, have a nice drink. Have a nice drink. So what do you guys think when you see these corrupt politicians going over, cheersing each other with glasses full of tainted East mm. Palestine water within camera shot of the true bottled water that yeah. they were actually <laughs> drinking? Yeah, shout out to Jeremy Pelzer at Cleveland.com. He spotted a bottle of water just off to the <laughs> yeah. side in the photos. Like, that's not a good look. That is worse than when they did that in uh, Game of Thrones. When they had the Starbucks cup? They had a Starbucks cup. Yeah, absolutely. Mm, yeah, which was more controversial? I don't know. Um, but yeah, this is standard stuff from a bipartisan group of politicians. You got your Mike DeWines. He's a Republican. But you also have your EPA uh, director, Michael Regan. He's there, of course, with the Biden administration. They're all taking a big old drink of the water together. Um, a lot more lawsuits. I believe, have been filed. Mm -hmm. uh, as promised, Attorney General of Ohio, Republican Dave Yost, is basically dangling a lawsuit. He's warned Norfolk Southern that uh, they should not get rid of any evidence because there mm. could be a lawsuit coming. So that's always nice when you well, just kind of dangle that in front of them. Isn't that what they just spent the last week doing? Yeah. Pretty much. Isn't that called the cleanup effort? Yep. Just yeah. get rid of a bunch <laughs> of evidence? I mean, yes, that's, uh, yeah, multiple cleanups going on in East Palestine right now. One of the people that was not in East Palestine was Pete Buttigieg, of course. He is the man in charge of transportation. There's a lot of heat on him right now and his entire administration or colleagues. What the hell are they doing and why was this allowed uh, to happen under his watch. He's been discussing a whole series of reasons why it may have occurred, but none of them are actually hitting on the true reason, which is, again, crony corrupt capitalism as politicians were paid off by Norfolk Southern in order to have breaks that don't work so they could save a couple million dollars. And as we talked about in the last episode, when it comes to ramifications, all of this is going to be covered by insurance. So for nothing them. is for actually going to go wrong yeah. for Norfolk Southern. Mm -hmm. yeah. They don't give a flying fuck at the end of the day. Their bottom line isn't affected. We discussed how the stock market, uh, how its stock has actually gone down a little bit. So it's a good time to buy, 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 yeah, buy, right, right. which then is going to raise the stock right back up. Much like the chemicals that are rising from the sediment in the rivers <laughs> and the lakes Yeesh. all over East Palestine. Did you guys see the clip of the woman throwing the, I believe it was a log. Mm. It was a wood log. Right. Yeah. Into yeah. the lake, into the river rather. And as it hit the sediment, boom, you could see all the chemicals come up. If you're tripping balls, it looks kind of cool, right? Because <laughs> yeah. you're like, oh, man, a lot of colors in there, dude. I didn't know this river was gay, dude. That's a rainbow, man. <laughs> Whoa. But in reality, um, of course, that's supposed to be used at some point to be purified for drinking water. And I don't think those chemicals come out in the wash. Right. Well, in that specific example, uh, that woman was standing at the same body of water uh, that J.D. Vance yes. went to. Yes. And so Mike DeWine actually did address that in his uh, recent press conference, saying that they are highlighting a specific like creek that we all know is still contaminated. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, everyone should obviously stay away from that one. But yes. Uh, if you're doing a video on social media about how bad the water looks, that's basically where everyone is going. That would be the place to go. And again, this is um, something that the people of East Palestine had nothing to do with. This was a train rolling through. And of course, this was something that people knew could happen 
if they didn't take proper safety precautions, but they did not give a flying fuck because at the end of the day, they also know that train tracks tend to run through the poorer areas of most cities. So not just the spill itself that is horrible for the environment and the people and everything else under the sun. In order to uh, get rid of this vinyl chloride, you got to play it real loud. No, you got to do a controlled burn. So they got to burn the goddamn chemicals out of the water, out of the soil, which is a whole nother level of pollution that now, of course, the residents are going to be inhaling into their lungs. So it's not just their liver and their tummies and their throats drinking the water. It's also going to be their lungs sucking down that precious air, you know, so they can live. Right. So literally Norfolk Southern poisoned the air and the water, which are two pretty crucial components say, crucial. To, uh, to life. If they go after the Twinkies, uh, that's Whoa. it. Oh, God, not our Twinkies. They poison the Twinkies. Mayor Trent Conaway, he loves his Twinkies. So, uh, so on Tuesday, Ohio Governor Mike DeWine, Rep. Bill Johnson from Ohio, and Michael Regan, that was the head of the U.S. Uh, EPA, of course, as Travis said. Regan said, quote, the water, this is a quote. He says, it's pretty good water. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Absolutely well, I have not. a feeling the EPA might be lying on this one. <laughs> What's crazy to me is, I, I don't I don't know, is this, the, I, this is probably the wrong way to say it, but like, dr- what is it, poetic justice? justice? Poetic justice. That like DeWine completely does not care about the environment. These people don't care about the environment. That this happens there. Sure. Be- yeah, but they don't give a shit because it's not affecting them still at the end of the day. But it doesn't, it's the worst thing is it, it it's bad for them politically, like sure. for optics, but it's so, it's even worse because there's no protections in places like yeah, Ohio. I mean, at a state level, I mean, again, as we talked about when we covered this um, on uh, the last show, um, this is bipartisan for sure. I mean, the Republicans in the Ohio State House just passed a law at the end of last session where they redefine natural gas as green energy. <laughs> you know, they're just they're just playing semantics with the law, right. but like that now is what is green energy in Ohio. So there's a lot of blame to go around for everybody. Um, but you know, again, it's just if we could just get some cleanup and some accountability. Um, I did notice Pete Buttigieg. He did. I, yes, it did take him a little bit there, but he did come out and say it's time to revisit that electric braking issue, the regulations on having those at least on hazmat trains, right? right. Sure. And redefining of chemicals. Uh, dare I say on trains that carry human beings also yeah, might sure, be great. nice. I would love that. What are we even talking about? We're the richest country in the world. We just sent millions and millions and billions of dollars to right. Ukraine and we don't have fucking brake pads on our trains? Well, but And that's the thing. And again, don't forget that this train derailed because of an axle issue and the axle issues uh, were basically put into perspective because uh, the workers, the safety yes. workers, yes. all were, they were 30 seconds per wheel. 30 seconds per wheel as opposed to two minutes. They were losing their hours. And of course, as we know from the railroad workers' strike at the end of last year, also, they just wanted sick days. They just wanted sick days. And of course, uh, even Axel Foley. Oh. From Beverly Hills Cop could not have stopped this train from derailing. According to Republican Lieutenant Governor John Husted, he drank the water from a tap alongside town officials. And he said, quote, the water is safe and East Palestine officials are working around the clock to keep it that way. The Ohio EPA tweeted, enjoying a glass of clean water in East Palestine. Oh, my God. This isn't a fucking luxury. Don't get me. Why are they bragging? Because they weren't drinking clean water, number one. And if you can, you can have one glass of straight up um, chlorine infested (laughs) urine and you'll be like, I'm not dead. So it's like, congratulations. But when you have to drink it 
every day, right. cook with it, bathe with it. Right. It's a little bit right. different. So obviously the EPA, knowing that they're complicit in the problem that happened when it comes to the chemical spill with Norfolk Southern, this is just a straight up cover up. At this point, this is the much. beginning of a cover up. It reeks of it. And also just let's since we are talking about Ohio and I do know this person, director and Vogel, she is the uh, leader of the Ohio EPA. And she is equally corrupt and suspect in her position. She has a lot of links to utility companies, energy companies. And, of course, Mike DeWine put her in that position so she could look the other way on a lot of issues. So the Norfolk Southern train, it was called 32N. And rail workers uh, no, uh, colloquially called it, colloquially? They called it the 32 Nasty, which sounds like something you might do in college. Speaking of which, more more like community college. Let's have a little bit more fun here, shall we? (laughs) So it's called the 32 Nasty due to its cargo and the way that the cargo was arranged on the train. So everyone that was overworked, underpaid, overexhausted, they're like, that thing is a ticking time bomb on the tracks. And no one. Seem to care. If only we listened to the workers. If only every now and again we would listen to the people that see these things every single day of their lives as opposed to chiding them and just thinking that they're stupid, menial labor workers without an opinion that matters. So fearing a catastrophic explosion, again, they have begun to do controlled burns, which is uh, only further going to damage the uh, Small town of East Palestine, Ohio. I have a question for Travis. So it, you're a resident from Ohio. Yes. Does the spin work on them? Like, does the oh, wine yeah. drinking that water in front of them? Like, are they going to go home and enema with it now because it's safe? Like, <laughs> mm, this town needs an enema. This <laughs> town oh, needs an oh. enema. Well, that's what Fernando said before the show. DeWine should do an enema. Yeah, he needs yeah. to do an enema on live stream. And I believe the water is safe. But I'm just wondering, yes, does, does the spin work on the on them? Because I to me, it's shocking. It, it depends, because as we know, um, the last year I ran a very uh, unsuccessful anti-DeWine super PAC <laughs> in Ohio. And DeWine's a fascinating figure because a lot of Republicans hate him. And I feel a lot of Republicans will watch this and be like, I can't trust DeWine. I'm not, you know, that water ain't safe. But then a lot of Democrats hate DeWine. <laughs> and they're like, whoa, he's already destroyed the environment in Ohio with all the legislation he yes. signed. And yeah. now he's trying to pretend like he cares about the environment. But the thing that keeps Mike DeWine in power is that small fraction of Democrats who still like him up from COVID and the mainstream um, moderate Republicans who uh, keep him in power, basically. So yeah. that coalition, I think, is either going to believe him or they're going to look the other way because they don't live in East Palestine. Mm. So, um, you know, if there's any Ohio official I really got my eyes on right now, it's Sherrod Brown. I know later this week we'll be talking about Senate races in mm-hmm. 2024, but Sherrod Brown's going to be in a tough race in Ohio. And man, I I love Sherrod Brown because he goes on TV, he goes out, he makes his statements, but he's saying all the stuff that, that we are saying after we read those articles, the great articles from The Lever and everything. He's citing regulations, workers, yeah. the, the railroad strike that just happened. And he's making a lot of the same points that I think we're trying to make on this show. And that is that if if we had cared about the workers, if we right. had cared about the safety regulations, if we had cared about the electronic mm-hmm. braking systems, if we had cared how trains were labeled when they're carrying hazardous yes. ke- uh, chemicals, all of that would have pre- prevented this and then it would have mm-hmm. never happened. So it's about learning from the, the past, uh, being in the present and keeping everyone safe and then keeping people safe in the future. 
And of course, the safest thing for people in Ohio to drink right now is DeWine. Have fun with it. Hello, there we go. Folks. So just lastly, when it comes to vinyl chloride, what are some of the risks it's associated with? It increases risks of liver, brain and lung cancer, as well as leukom- uh, leukomia, leukemia, <laughs> leukemia, lymphoma. <laughs> um, this is according to Ted Shetler. He is the science director at the Environmental Nonprofit Science and Environmental Health Network. This is what he had to say. He says, we know when polyvinyl chloride burns, it creates dioxins. He goes on to say, I'm certain from the view of that black smoke plume that it was a witch's brew of chemicals on fire. And I'm quite certain dioxins would be among them. And that is one thing Sherrod Brown and a few other folks called on Norfolk Southern and the EPA to test for is dioxins because dioxins are created when you burn those types of chemicals. Also, we still don't know all the different chemicals that were on that train. We know about the vinyl chloride, but mm. there are still others that Norfolk Southern has not admitted to being on the train. But uh, 32 nasty, bro. I think that 30, name says it all. And the, 32 nasty. And the company that conducted the research is Norfolk Southern, right? So they're they're literally just investigating themselves in this whole debacle it, well it's 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 obviously it's the epa the epa is there they do have authority there and then it but then norfolk southern is on hook for the cleanup so well, in a way absolutely like you were saying earlier ben not only are they cleaning things up but they're you know covering some things up covering too. things up as well yes uh, this past tuesday the U.S. EPA, they ordered Norfolk Southern to, quote, conduct all necessary actions associated with the cleanup. So maybe they can use some of the $5 billion in profits that they made last year to clean up some of the mess they made this year. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. All right, let's move on to war and peace, mostly war. Interesting weekend all around. Obviously, Joe Biden, when he's not falling upstairs to get onto a plane, <laughs> always fascinating. The war continues to be heating up as the proxy. We all know it can be and basically is mm-hmm. now, of course, between China, the Iranians, and the United States and NATO. Vladimir Putin has welcomed Xi Jinping to Moscow. Xi Jinping said he's going to head over to Moscow, obviously on the heels of Joe Biden entering Kiev and then going over to Poland. Now, Poland is a massive player in all of this, surprisingly enough. Oh, I love when the Polish are involved. <laughs> Everything is going to go smoothly. Oh, good. <laughs> Nothing's going to be. No mistakes will be made when the Polish are involved. <laughs> man, your, your pants are shorts, dude. And your shorts are pants, man. Let's just rename them. So, it being that Poland is so close to Ukraine and it is a NATO ally, technically, WW3 could kick off. 
with any kind of engagement in mm-hmm. Poland. Right? Yeah. Uh, so obviously that is why Biden went over there. Uh, he made it very clear the best that he can and take it. I want people to remain the policies are what matter. Mm-hmm. The messenger in Joe Biden is an 80 year old geriatric man who can barely speak. <laughs> sure. But that doesn't mean that the bombs uh, are going to be any less effective. Right. right. So what he was saying is we're there. We're going to be here. Right. As we're long, not leaving. As long as it takes. As long as it takes. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. There's a lot of money to be made and a lot of lives, of course, uh, to be lost as well. So it's not even close to slowing down, as a matter of fact, again, it's only heating up. And interestingly enough, if you look at Biden's job approval ratings, it's currently at 45%, which for Joe is up. Right. So is the rally around the flag, let's go to war rhetoric, is that going to do what it seems to always do until the later years of the war? Mm-hmm. Right. Is it going to promote him or push him above a 50% threshold? Are people, you know, going to do what people do and just fall in line behind the uh, behind the war machine? And when it comes to Ukraine, as soon as Russia is out of Ukraine, I think the war needs to end. But now we have Volinsky saying that we're going to go to Moscow. We're taking our what? tanks to Moscow. Uh... So if it flips over into nation building where Ukraine with NATO... And U.S. allies has now tried to rebuild Russia after the Kremlin collapses. Holy hell, mm. what a nightmare that'll be. That's a whole nother quagmire. Uh. So I'm pro-Ukraine. I'm against Putin. But I do not want to see an invasion of Russia. A bigger scale Just war. end the whole goddamn thing. Crush them with sanctions. Make sure that they know that you can't just invade your neighbor. But I don't think that Ukraine should be invading Russia after all of this either. But is this going to be seen as an opportunity to do that? You say quagmire. You say maelstrom, whatever, maelstrom. I say buying opportunity. I say investment ah, opportunity. Ooh, I say we we, we all got all these missiles. You know, Biden's over there talking about giving them pensions, something that the right is like freaking out about. Sure. You know, crazy talk. But <laughs> I think that that's the move if you're trying to not start World War Three but kind of edge everyone towards it. Mm, interesting. Edging. Edging. This is a World War Three of edging, <laughs> of course. Well, I think it's interesting because, uh, Ben, as you know, I watched coverage all weekend. Mm. Um, the new wartime network is, you guessed it, MSNBC, and they had exclusive access somehow to Biden's secret trip to Kiev. I was in charge of his Jello. Oh, I did all good. the Jello coverage for MSNBC. Oh, that's it jiggled, it jiggled. Did it jiggle? It jiggled, jiggled. Oh, fun. Well, now his knees have turned to jelly when he's <laughs> going up and down Air Force <laughs> One. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is very interesting because obviously, like you said, you got Xi Jinping visiting Moscow. You have reports. Already, there have been reports that Putin is going to go into the next phase, right? Because this is right when he, it's been a year. So this is when he invaded Ukraine last year is when the winter is subsiding. So there's potentially a new offensive coming up uh, from the Russia-Putin side of things. Um, But it is interesting to your point, Ben, about Biden going there because we all, again, we all watched State of the Union a couple weeks ago. And I thought he did a very strong job. I was like, that was a re-election type speech. But now to really kick it up a notch, yep. becoming a wartime president. And you're absolutely right. There is something ingrained in American psyche, especially when it comes to Election Day, that they don't, as 
Abraham Lincoln said, don't want to switch horses when you're in the middle of a river, a.k.a. you don't change presidents when you're in the middle of a war. That's how George Mm -hmm. W. Bush sailed to re-election in 2004. So it is feeling like, what is this conflict? Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, Will it get bigger? Potentially. And now the answer uh, to will Biden run again? I think absolutely. And he's going to run on this whole idea of I am a wartime president and we have got to support Ukraine no matter what. And if you don't, mm. right, then then you're on Putin's side, which is basically how MSNBC has been treating everyone. Right. Uh, well, who, you know, it's going to be uh, autocracy, 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 autocracy versus <laughs> democracy. Yes, That's going to be it. So it's going to well, be autocracy versus democracy. That's how they're going to uh, brand it. And uh, and of course, to some degree, that is that is a, a true uh, that 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 doesn't that rings true, I think, to a lot of people. Yeah. Right? You yeah. know, if you look at Putin, you look at what he has done right. in Russia in our lifetime in the past 23 years. Uh, he has made it an autocratic state. It was a democracy. So I think that that rhetoric of democracy versus an autocracy could really grab hold. Right. Front end. Especially. Yeah. yeah. I mean, again, who watches MSNBC? Nice liberal suburb parents like mine. And MSNBC has been basically teeing everything up for yeah. the last few years saying you're pro-Russia, you're pro-Putin. And then playing all the Republican clips who if the Republicans uh, are against being in Ukraine. Right. As we know, many mm-hmm. of them are. And in this way, they're, quote unquote, pro-peace, but then they're actually just pro-Putin. Well, that's one thing I did want to say uh, when it comes to MSNBC covering the war the way that they're covering it. Obviously, very pro-Ukraine, very pro-sending arms to Ukraine, but also Fox News or the conservative media outlets. They are also pro-war in the sense that they are pro-Putin. Right. And he is the invader. Right. And he's the one who kicked off this entire fiasco. So. Um, them taking the approach of let's pump the brakes a little bit on U.S. intervention right. isn't anti-war because they're pro-Putin. Right. It's anti-U.S. Invent, uh, intervention in yeah. the war because we don't have the right interests that they would like in mind. Right. Yeah. It's a very so non-interventionist approach. They can paint it as a populist peace stance, but yes. I'll never the, believe for one right. second that the Republican Party is a party of peace. Right, absolutely. Ever. If anything, they're just like, hey, don't mess with Putin. He's got some good ideas. I mean, you remember yeah. some of the Reddit coming mm-hmm. out of CPAC and places like oh, that buddy, it's nuts. over the last year. So I know we're going to be getting the media here in a second, but it's very interesting how your Fox News, your MSNBCs are painting uh, this conflict. And it was a very interesting move for Biden to go over there because he's doubling down. He is. And then uh, again, that's front end. And on the back end, all I'm seeing is Ford and Toyota want to get back into Russia. You know, Starbucks oh, sure. want to get back to Russia. All these companies that, are, oh, you know, right, well, the, Russian, Russia. the Russian economy was a trillion dollar economy in 2015. It's it's hidden. It's gotten obviously it's taken quite a hit when it comes to support for the war. One thing Vladimir Putin has to keep on doing is bringing the people of Russia together in his favor. He held a massive event. It was in a stadium. The stadium holds 75,000 people. There was a bunch of people that were speaking dressed in military uniforms emblazoned with the Z insignia, obviously, to say that they are pro-Putin. For Putin to get people to fill up this stadium in a true autocratic move, he offered attendees five euro each. Ooh. He also offered attendees tea and sausages. Mm. Sausage. I knew the Polish were going to get involved. <laughs> so you keep a population broke and you keep them poor and they'll show up for a war rally simply for the sausages and the five euro. Wow. So uh, it's one of those when I see that it's one of those reminders that this war is not super popular. 
This no. is not popular with the people, the everyday people of Russia. No. If they need five bucks and some sausages to show up, usually people pay to get into events like this. So that's five euros. Don't they use rubles in Russia? Maybe it's so maybe no, no, it is I, rubles. No, I think it is euros. So that's even funnier because right. he gave them a more, more valuable currency. He's much, yeah, he's pretty much admitted like, hey, our currency is shit. But how about euro? And that's, also the, the sausage is very good. We got them from Poland. <laughs> well, that explains why they're all burnt. So... <laughs> Uh, this is what uh, Vladimir Putin had to say to this crowd of people. Uh, Putin told the crowd, I have just heard from the highest military commander of our country. There's a fight going on for our people. Oh. And then people are like, <coughs> I'm choking on the hot dog. <laughs> he goes on to say, uh, this is what he said of the troops. He said, quote, they are supported by the whole country. And uh, then the um, the crowds are, quote, defenders of the motherland. He says, uh, all of you are here who have come. I want to thank you for the support of our soldiers. Thank you so much. So it seems hmm. pretty basic. The Russian president thanked quote, children who are writing their letters to support the military. He said, Russian troops were quote, fighting for our interests, our people, our language, culture, and territory. Hmm. He added everyone all of our people are defenders of the motherland, and we thank them from the bottom of my hearts. Putin then led the crowd in calls of Russia, 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 which doesn't quite have the same ring as a good USA chant. <laughs> yeah. Also, just lastly, on the war effort, when it comes to economics and military, Russia is running low on Iranian drones, which are being shot down in droves. Uh, by NATO equipment. So we'll see if Iran wants to invest more drones in what is appearing to be a very long war. Oh, yeah. And so it's going to cost it's going to cost Iran a lot of money. So, I'm, uh, you know, I have a few Russian friends. And one of the back end stories about those Ru those Russian drones is, you know, that Russia says they're from Russia because they have Russian writing on right. them. But they're actually from Iran. But it, I guess there's this whole ploy in the back end where they get the drones and then they spray paint a bunch of Russian letters on them so that they look like they're they're uh, they're Russian. not foreigners. Yeah, right. <laughs> sweet, right, right, right. I love it. It's the opposite of people who have their Teslas and they're taking the tea off of it. <laughs> I saw like five of those and I was like, I know it's a Tesla. It's... I'm taking the tea off. Yeah, they did. You don't know what it is. It's a Tesla. The tea is the only good part of that car. <laughs> like it's the <laughs> only well-designed part of that vehicle. Like, yeah. What'd you do with that tea? I made a necklace. I wear it all the time. I swear to God, I saw like five of those in like three days. And I was like, everyone knows it's a Tesla. There's no <laughs> other car that looks like it. Anyway... Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. 
Let's move on finally to media. Let's discuss starting with Project Veritas. Now, this is a strong um, wing of the media. This is obviously a really conservative um, company. And they have worked, uh, they, the Acorn scandal kind of put them on the conservative map. And they were also involved with, uh, with stealing uh, Biden's granddaughter's diary. Yeah, Ashley Biden's diary. <laughs> um, which is just insane. Yeah. James O'Keefe was the head of Project Veritas. He was the founder of Project Veritas. It's technically a, a nonprofit, so it has to have a board. The board has said, O'Keefe, you're out. Because he was spending thousands and thousands of dollars needlessly. He bought, uh, he spent $14,000 on a charter flight to go meet someone to fix his boat. Uh, He had $60,000 in losses for a dance event, which I love a good conservative dance event. (laughs) He spent more than $150,000 on black cars in just the last 18 months, which is like a lot lot of of cars. So Project Veritas, James O'Keefe is gone. What do you think, Travis? I know you've done some undercover work uh, with this <laughs> entity. What does this mean for, I want to say fringe, but more, I, I'm going to go rogue conservative media outlets that then sometimes plume out and have massive impacts nationally. Yeah, well, and you you did make a good point. The Acorn scandal, I believe, what two thousand nine? It was during the Obama era. Yeah, and and don't forget, James O'Keefe's big mentor was uh, Andrew Breitbart, and that really really put him on uh, the the map in terms of conservative media, and you know, doing that kind of investigative journalism stuff, right? And even then, they were like playing pranks, right? Like uh, uh, James O'Keefe dressed up as a pimp and went to the Acorn office and. It was so over the top stupid. Well, and that's kind of how I feel as someone who used to work for Project Veritas. It was always over the top stupid to me. I mean, even when you're doing uh, bits in like 2012 where I would go to multiple voting uh, precincts and try to vote at you know at multiple times in one day. I'd be like, I can vote three times. And then you get, you know, some poll worker be like, sure. And then that was what ends up being right. used by Project Veritas, it gets on uh, Bill O'Reilly or whatever, and right. then they're able to raise money off of it. So it was always just red meat for the for the red conservative media masses. Mm. So I never thought it was taken very seriously until 2016 came around, and that's when Project Veritas was staunchly pro-Trump, and you saw them play their, their different roles yeah. in terms of uh, embedding with the Hillary campaign and catching... Uh, People like Obama's dirty ops guy, Bob Creamer, who is just pulling all these dirty tricks or wherever. And it was just like, okay, maybe they can have a bit of an impact. But again, their impact is always just still limited to conservative circles. So that's right. why. And that, that I think is what's so sad about it is just the partisan hackery of the whole thing. The whole he thing, could have yeah. used his powers for actual information and good. Which is, uh, I remember having that conversation yeah. with James. I was like, you know, we could go after some corrupt Republicans. You could really like be like a. N- Nonpartisan nonprofit. You could be like a Hunter S. Thompson type almost. I, I got a party to. to throw and it's going to cost a lot of money. Seriously. Yeah, but then there's that. Yeah. And Such so an asshole. that's what I find so fascinating that, again, this is really just a, a conservative based outlet that, you know, maybe would piss off some liberal folks, some people in the, the real media, the New York Times, your CNNs. Um, but that's what I find fascinating here is that he's being ousted by his own people. Right. And I, as someone who worked there as a freelance for about four years, 2012 to 2016, 2016 was when when I raged quit. But I saw so many people rage quit or yeah. just leave or ghost the company 
because it's such a weird, hard job to pretend to be someone, right. to wear a hidden camera. I mean, it's high stress. And O'Keefe is, you know, he didn't really care about a lot of the day-to-day employees and what their lives were like mm. after they left Project Veritas. So it's fascinating that he was misusing funds. Yep. First of all, that's always going to get you in trouble. But I'm mainly just surprised this didn't come sooner. Yeah. And I would say that this is now the implosion that people have probably been waiting for. I thought they kind of jumped the shark during uh, 2020 when they were investigating funeral homes in New York City. Yeah. The bodies. Yeah. They were like, yeah. And that was like, okay, that's a weird thing to go after. Then they had the Twitter files and then they got kicked off Twitter and then their yeah. YouTube channel got deplatformed. So the more and more they got deplatformed, the more and more I thought, all right, they're done. But then when Elon bought Twitter, Project Veritas <laughs> came back, but now they don't have anything. I'm just surprised it's a nonprofit because, of course, uh, that has great impact on taxes, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. means they ain't paying too much. According to IRS filings, the charity, which technically it is, uh, it showed that it brought in more than $20 million in revenue. Uh, two Florida residents pleaded guilty to selling the diary that we mentioned and right. other and other items from President Joe Biden's. Apparently, it is his daughter, not his granddaughter. Ashley Biden. Is that his granddaughter or daughter? I thought, you know, the story I read, because that was another jump the shark moment. They right. got in a bunch of trouble for that. Um, Veritas obtained this diary because these two people in Florida stole it. So that means yes. Veritas was now complicit in a crime. And mm. then Project Veritas purchased that for $40,000. <laughs> so oh with God. the $20 million in revenue, that's the kind of stuff that they were spending it on. Right. Uh, the FBI searched the group's New York offices and homes of some employees Ooh. in 2021. Uh, O'Keefe has not commented. He did. Uh, he didn't comment uh, to certain media outlets. However, he did do a 45 minute video on Vimeo and he's like crying. And, um, <laughs> you know, this is what happens when you uh, when you don't treat your employees with respect. And again, when you are just such an unbelievable partisan hack. You're going to go down with the ship. And that's what we're seeing here on Fox News. Mm. So Tucker Carlson, Sean Handy, and Laura Ingram, they all knew exactly what they were doing when it comes to peddling the false election claims that the Trump election of 2020 was stolen. Bombshell. Um, Newsmax, obviously, was a uh, network that was rising in the in the television news ranks on the conservative side. And Tucker and Sean and Laura were horrified that their audience was going to leave them. Tucker privately called Donald Trump demonic. He says uh, he's <laughs> killing the Republican Party. Oh. Uh, he called all the false elections claims uh, people who believe him fucking lunatics. Uh, wow. Says it's complete BS. He says it's mind-blowingly nuts. But then, of course, if you watch any of these three people's shows, they would be the strongest uh, proponents Right. Of peddling the election right. lie goes to the one point now six billion dollar lawsuit that Dominion has filed against them. Right. Of course, Dominion, a creator of voting machines across the country. And now we're starting to see text messages and interactions with producers of these shows, which blatantly spells out the fact that they knew they were lying to their audience. Tucker Carlson said, Our audience is good people. They just want to hear that the election was stolen. And so that's why. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> it's so funny to me when they talk about how strong they are and brave for standing up and telling the truth. I've worked at Fox News. Ugh. The people that work there are fucking horrified of their audience. Oh, yeah. Horrified of yes. their audience. Yes. Because 
you go on Twitter after your little hit or after your show. And if you didn't say exactly what they want you to say, Ooh, boy, right, they, they crucify you. you. And of course, the left does a similar thing with MSNBC. And we'll talk about Don Lemon here in a second as well. <laughs> Bitter. But man, one of the things I really want people to understand is with Tucker, Laura and Sean, they are so scared of being not loved. Oh, yeah. And so scared of not having an audience anymore. Yeah that they were willing to go down this road that, again, led to a billion-dollar lawsuit and led to them giving any kind of, um, any sort of credentials they had as journalists, whatever sure. it was, even as competent radio personalities. Right. They sacrificed all of it for a couple million people so that they wouldn't get yelled at on Twitter. Yeah. Literally comes down to that. I wonder if this wouldn't have happened with social media. Right. Oh, right? Sure. Or, or, or certainly without... Um... I mean, without this lawsuit, bringing out all these texts. I mean, yeah. there's a that's what's so fascinating about it because you're you know Ben because you worked at Fox News and and I was knew the Fox News world and and that culture. A lot of them don't believe half of the shit they go on the air and say. Dude, I'll never forget one of the biggest lies I ever experienced. There was a general, and he was coming in to speak on Kennedy's show. Kennedy has a show on Fox Business, and we were talking in the green room about torture. And he was talk, right. telling me how horrible waterboarding is. He's like, yeah, it's torture, dude. I've been <laughs> waterboarded. Not good. Right. And I'm watching in the green room as he's on television. And he said, it's the equivalent of taking a bad bath. It's nothing whatsoever. <laughs> a he bad said, bath? What's a bad bath? He said it was the equivalent of drinking water and it goes up your nose. The wrong tube. <laughs> the wrong tube. Oh, send but this guy to East Palestine, please. In the green room, of course, he was like, yeah, it's torture. And then on television, he was like, no, it's fantastic. So they are live. I've seen it firsthand. Yeah. When it comes to Sidney Powell, this was a woman that was pushing really, really hard. Right. Uh, to one say of Trump's the, lawyers. Yes, one of Trump's lawyers to say that we need to overturn the election results. This is what Laura Ingram wrote in a text message to Tucker Carlson and Sean Hannity. That's right. They have a group text. Sounds fun. It really does sound fun. <laughs> she says, Sidney Powell is a bit nuts. Sorry, but she is. <laughs> and then Carlson wrote, um, Sidney Powell is a lying fucking bitch. Ah, <laughs> <hit him. laughs> yeah. Wow. And then Laura Ingram responded, Sidney is a complete nut. No one will work with her. Ditto with Rudy Giuliani. Oh, wow. Meanwhile, wow. they're on their shows. Right. Like bringing them on. Yeah, absolutely. And they they continue to push that massive 2020 stolen election lie every night. Carlson called Trump, as I said, a demonic force who wants to destroy Fox News. And then also in a private email, this is what Tucker said about Donald Trump. He says he is the undisputed world champion of destroying things. And he was worried that, quote, he was going to destroy us if we play it wrong. Wow. So isn't that just absolutely fascinating? Wow. Uh, something we all know. We, we all knew, know, have known right. uh, that people of this ilk, as you have sponsors that need to get paid back yeah, right. for buying ads on your network. Right. They'll say anything to keep those eyeballs on the screens and those asses in the seats. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be interesting to see if there's any blowback from Fox News viewers about these texts. I wonder if this news even gets to Fox News viewers ah, or if right it just there. gets played on CNN and MSNBC. Yeah, Fox isn't covering it, that's Fox for sure. Fox isn't going to cover it. And, and then I would also just wonder, kind of back to our conversations about the war coverage, you know, if this is what they thought about the Dominion 
voting machines in the quote unquote stolen election and they still went with it. What are they saying behind the scenes about Putin's war? Because every night, I mean, when we were watching uh, Fox News this weekend in terms of Biden's historic visit to Kiev, you know, Fox News was basically uh, completely dismissive of it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And, um, and obviously, like you said, they're playing anti-war, but then you're just being pro-Putin. You're being pro-Putin, of course, the aggressor and the reason why we're in war. So just uh, lastly, when it comes to Tucker Carlson and Ingram and Hannity, it wasn't just that they had to lie. Everyone else had to lie around them. Mm-hmm. Right. So there was Jackie Henrich. Uh, she was a reporter for Fox News. She checked a Trump tweet about Dominion, and she noted that there was no evidence that any votes had been destroyed. Mm. And then Carlson texted both Ingram and Sean, please get her fired. Seriously. <laughs> oh, wow. she, he says, please get her fired. Seriously. What the fuck? It's measurably hurting the company. The stock price is down. Ah, saying the quiet part in a text. <laughs> Not a joke. So, Wow. If there was any more of an indication of why corporate media is innately fucking flawed and full of grifters and liars, that's one thing we get in a tri-group chat with Sean Hannity, Laura Ingram, and Tucker Carlson. Holy hell. What happens when they just talk football, I wonder? I don't think that they like anything. I really don't. Because you can't like football anymore because of Kaepernick. That's right. right, right, right. And the football's black brown. Right, okay. (laughs) Lock that football up. (laughs) All right. So let's go on. Let's discuss a little bit about what happened with Don Lemon at CNN. Mm. Now, one of the areas where Democrats are scratching their heads when it comes to how to cover certain politicians is how to cover Nikki Haley. I want to play this sound from Don Lemon. He put his foot in his mouth. It's a little bit old, but I just think it's like such an unbelievable, (laughs) horribly great example of how not to cover Nikki Haley, especially as CNN is so desperate for viewers. They're at 330,000 per show, which is nothing. And this is the morning show. This is the morning show where Fox and Friends, I think it's like 5 million. Yeah, like 3 million or so. I mean, it's nuts. nuts. Um, And Don Lemon, of course, after the big Cuomo shakeup, moved from evenings to this weird new morning show. It's him and I think Poppy Harlow. Yes. And then the nice gal who usually covers the White House. Yes. And uh, mark my words, Mm -hmm. News Nation, Don Lemon. It's going to be a new host. Oh, I mean, CNN, yeah, if they truly do. Uh, news Nation is the Newsmax for CNN, right? Yes. Oh, 100%. Everyone who gets fired from CNN goes over to News Nation. <laughs> oh, my God. We could have Cuomo and Don Lemon back. Oh, buddy, buddy. Oh, Remember God. the bromance that everyone loved? It made me sick to my stomach. Well, it's back. A News Nation. Oh, I hope everyone feels shame for what they've done. <laughs> well, you know, I life, just like their bromance. Yeah. Fucking assholes. When life gives you Don Lemons, go to News Nation. Go to News Nation. <laughs> So let's play this clip of Don Lemon when discussing Nikki Haley discussing having a mental competency test for older politicians. Right. I think this is fair game. I agree. Uh, Nikki Haley, by today's political standards, is a spring chicken. She's 51, 52, which also plays into how stupid Don Lemon's point is. Because by political standards, Nikki Haley is 18 and hot. Yeah. She is like, she's barely legal. She's fresh. Right, right. 51 by political standards. Holy hell. 50 fun. Exactly. <laughs> so let's play Don Lemon uh, getting himself into a boatload of trouble by handling this entire thing about as poorly as possible. 
this whole talk about age makes me uncomfortable. Mm, uncomfortable. I think that oh. I, I think it's the wrong road to go down. She oh. says people, you know, politicians or something are not in their prime. Nikki Haley isn't in her prime. Sorry. <laughs> a woman is considered to be in her prime in so her 20s stupid. and 30s oh. and maybe 40s. What do you talking about? It's just like prime. If you look it up, it'll if you look, if you Google when is a woman in her prime, it'll say okay. 20s, right 30s now. and 40s. I don't necessarily. 40s. So I got another I'm not saying decade. I agree with that. So I think she has to be careful about <laughs> saying that, you know, politicians aren't in their prime. You need to need qualify. To are you talking about prime for, like, childbearing? Or are you talking about the prime for being president? Don't shoot the message. I'm just saying what the facts are. Google it. Everybody at home, when is a woman in her prime? It says okay. 20s, 30s, and 40s. And I'm just All saying right, that we should be careful about saying that politicians are not in their prime. And they need to be in their prime when they serve. Because she wouldn't be in her prime, according to... Google? You know, Google, Google, whatever it is. Boom. You're busted. All right, now. there we go. So <laughs> you no, they must put so much research into the show. No, I Googled, I Googled it. it. I just Googled winter women in their prime and it gave me a picture of Nikki Haley. Isn't that fantastic? <laughs> so Google. Things like this. When Don Lemons of the world make this mistake, it only helps Nikki Haley out. And again, this is why the Democrats, they are so um ironically horrible at discussing. <laughs> anything of substance when Nikki Haley is not on their team. Sure. So they're like, all right. oh, all bets are off. She's an old bitch. Right. Yeah, she's an old, yeah. James Carville will be like, man, old bitch, man. LSU football. LSU football. <laughs> because she's not a Democrat. Right. So if obviously, if this, if the foot was on the other shoe or the shoe on the other foot, it would have been a massive blowback from the left. Now, naturally, uh, Don Lemon, he was off of the show for a while. He has apologized. CNN is in total flux. Ironically, one of the areas that CNN is still most trusted is with breaking news. Mm -hmm. If there is a larger war than we're experiencing today, CNN's ratings will go up right. because they will be the true war network. They are still the most embedded network across the world globally the cnn brand when i watch it when i go overseas right they cover stories much better overseas oh yeah cnn uh, the international US, i prefer to yes u.s version the, the u.s pundit uh, cnn i think has uh, proven to be a total failure and when it comes to people just wanting some kind of unbiased news which doesn't exist sadly any longer that is one area that CNN does shine when it comes to breaking news and simple footage. Right. right but right, obviously right. we've seen how they can uh, alter footage, change footage. Still nothing more fantastic than that woman or that guy reporting in a canoe during Katrina. And then the person walks, by, walks him. by him. Yeah. <laughs> so that does happen. And we all know that. Was that Don Lemon? <laughs> uh, but then I've also, you know, when the shooting happened in, um, in uh, in Mandalay Bay in Las Vegas, mm -hmm. CNN was the first on the scene there, and they sh it was just nonstop, and it was just live coverage. So they do thrive uh, with live coverage, and certainly when it comes to war, that would be some fantastic live coverage for a news network. They brought back Wolf Blitzer, which is kind of ironic <laughs> right. in the evening hours. In the evening, yeah, yeah. And obviously, we have people like Don Lemon and Chris Cuomo, who were their rock block. Both one gone and Don Lemon again about mm -hmm. to be out, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And in terms of Nikki Haley, she has responded about Don Lemon's comments. Uh, and to your point, Ben, this is going to be the challenge of covering Nikki Haley in the next uh, this next presidential cycle. She said they know that I'm the biggest threat liberals have ever seen and they're scared about it. 
You yeah. want to tell me I'm past my prime? Hold my beer and watch this. Yep. <laughs> well, there you go. It's, she's going to be able to use that. Also, people are um, accusing her of using her nationality to spread white propaganda. Right. I don't know. Her mom's Indian. I don't know. I didn't even know she was a person of color, but hey, yeah, you know, whatever. You I mean, <laughs> Elizabeth yeah. Warren is like, see? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I believe it's in, it's Indian descent, correct? Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah Indian yes. descent. Yeah. Um, all right. And just lastly on news, because Don Lemon uh, put his uh, puckered up his face and made us all feel a little sour. Uh, <laughs> he lost a great interview with George Santos. Oh, no, an exclusive. He Ooh. lost an exclusive to Piers Morgan. Piers Morgan got the interview with <laughs> yes. George Santos. And to be fair, I wanted to see George Santos fanboy out over Don Lemon. Yeah, I thought that that interview it wouldn't have it would have been platonic plus, and it would have gotten real good. But anyway, because Don Lemon was stupid on television, Santos canceled. Uh, Santos canceled. Oh my god! And chose to speak with Pierce Morgan. Oh, How bad dear. do you have to mess up where the Santos team is like, oh, we can't be seen we with you. We can't be going. Sorry. No, that's bad. That's right. An interview that would have just been full of lies anyway. What's the <laughs> yeah. point of interviewing a guy who just lies all it the time? Been so well, he didn't miss a line, which was true. Oh, okay. So. Well, there you go. Just the sassiness of those two, Lemon and Santos, just, you know, yeah. girl at each other. <laughs> <laughs> also, right. if anyone thinks that Santos is going to be held accountable, uh, senators uh, who vote for ethic violations against other senators, the record is 1,523 of, of not going for ethics violations, okay. oh. of saying the person's innocent, to zero. So, so they've zero. never done anything. So. Anytime there's an ethics complaint, anytime. It's never led to anything. Wow. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Zero cases made a vote for disciplinary action out of 1,523 Senate Ethics Committee um, votes. So anyway, there you go. So the odds of Santos really being held accountable is probably a small. Obviously, he's a member of the House. Yeah. But uh, he's also said he wants to run again. So anyway, uh, that's just a little bit of that. We only mentioned Santos Island. My gosh. in the context of the media, because one of the lucky things that happens when you do get in trouble, you just get a little vacation and then you don't have to talk to George Santos. Right. <laughs> so if I'm Don Lemon, I'm also like, I'm fine. Like right. they just go to the everyone's fine. Yeah. yeah, Don Lemon would have been doomed this week either way, whether he yeah. said what he said about Nikki Haley or if he went and did an interview with George Santos. <laughs> I, I feel know. like it just was going to be a bad week. All right. So the if you want to commit an ethics violation, just become a senator. Okay. You're be fine. All right. All right. Well, speaking of senators, we'll update you next episode on who is running. we got John Tester with Montana. There's a series of other things we'll discuss, obviously. Um, yeah, but that's it. All right, everyone, hang in there. East Palestine, we're thinking about you. Um, as uh, you know, we send billions of dollars overseas. We need to help our own infrastructure and we need to take care of our own people as well. Um, because my God, and all of these politicians out there drinking the water, I want to see you drink five gallons of the goddamn stuff and see how you feel. Oh, um, just a, I want to see Mike DeWine in a bath. I would watch him naked. I would yeah. see him naked if he gets in a bath full enema. of those chemicals. Enema. I want to see it. Enema. <laughs> Town needs an enema. All right, everyone. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Nail yourselves. We'll talk to you soon. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com.
Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Why pick one city, one beach, one restaurant, or even one view? With Celebrity Cruises, you can have it all. Explore the best of Europe, the Caribbean, and Alaska with the best premium cruise line. And now get 75% off your second guest, plus bonus savings on select dates with Celebrity Cruises' semi-annual sale. Visit Celebrity.com, call 1-800-CELEBRITY, or contact your travel advisor. Offer applies to non-refundable fares and select sailing. Savings vary by stateroom category. Other terms apply. Visit Celebrity.com for details. Ships Registry Malta.